0: Art, comedy, pop culture, and much more. You're listening to ACPN.
1: Let's go to the bar. Welcome to the Romance Bar. Good afternoon, Gada. Good afternoon, Colleen. And welcome to another edition of The Romance Bar. And uh, sidebar, if anybody got thrown off by our recent update, the the came out of the title. It just made it easier for um, s- search purposes and uh, other things. It was technical difficulties uh, as far as when we had our little upload snafu. <laughs> So we just tried to make things a little easier. Um, you can still find us under the romance bar, because even when you type in romance bar, the the bar still comes up. So don't worry about it. As long as you can still find us. That's all that really matters, doesn't it, Gada? Absolutely.
0: Who cares about the... I mean, <laughs> I do. But, you know, it's all right. I'll forgive you for that.
1: Yes. And as always, welcome back to our usual crowd. And if anyone new, hello, welcome, join us. We're in now in our contemporary romance reading section. So you might like this a little bit better than the historical romance. Or if not, maybe we'll do something that you'll we'll like later down the road. Love even more down the road. What are we drinking this afternoon, Gata?
0: Uh, English breakfast I think I'm, I'm, I'm very predictable at this point.
1: <laughs> <laughs> One of these days you're going to say something totally off the wall crazy. And I'm just going to be like, I'm, what day is today? Are we still in 2021? I don't know.
0: Uh, it, it feels like 2020, but that's all right.
1: <laughs> um, I think I might have said this last time on the pod. Uh, somebody had posted, uh, I tried the seven-day free trial for 2021. I don't like it. Can I ra- get a refund?
0: You know what? I would love that. That would be great because it hasn't started um, good at all.
1: Um, there are some bits that have started good in certain parts. And other parts, I'm like, yep, it's, it still feels like 2020 is a continuation. Uh, it's a sequel we didn't really ask for. No, absolutely. Uh, Nor do we want. Yeah, but again, it's January, so think. look how fast 2020 changed from January on. So there, there's anything's possible. I, let's just go month to month at this point. Not, you know, anything is possible. Many And guess what? We can escape into wonderful literature. Uh,
0: Absolutely. I think that's what everyone is doing right now.
1: Yes. And uh, I think the books that we have coming up are delightful escapes in, in, into wonderful worlds.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: I mean, not that the ones before were not, but I feel that the, uh, the contemporaries always have a different light, fluffy air to them. Uh, sidebar: I am drinking something very different this evening. Uh, it does have caffeine in it, but uh, have you heard of spark- sparkling ice? You seen those drinks? It's got it's like zero sugar. No. But, uh, yeah, they sell them. Well, they sell them at like a bodega for anybody who lives in New York, or you know your local grocery store. Um, but they have like uh, cherry limeade, strawberry kiwi, lemon lime, but this particular one has caffeine mixed in it oh so a different way different ways to get caffeine into one system is always is always a plus
0: absolutely i mean I who doesn't want caffeine
1: there are some weird people who don't go on caffeine yeah I,
0: I don't know these people i don't admit that they exist it's okay
1: we do know these people they just they deny it they're in denial okay. i feel they, they get their caffeine through soda Let's be real.
0: Oh, and they deny that, that caffeine is in soda? Aww. Oh.
1: I mean, caffeine comes in many... And also, chocolate. Well, you can't have chocolate, but for the rest of us, they can have chocolate. Um, can you have vegan chocolate, Gata? I can't have any kind of chocolate. Any kind of chocolate. Because
0: chocolate originally is vegan. You just mix milk with it. And that makes it non-vegan. But chocolate, the cocoa plant, is a vegan plant. So, no, I can't have it, unfortunately.
1: Okay. so it's the cocoa plant. Yeah, is. the cocoa plant. It is the cocoa plant. That, well, because well, I was making a recipe, and welcome to cooking time. Uh the cooking got portion, out and calling. The cooking portion of our podcast, uh, it was a recipe to make no-bake peanut butter bars, and it said, oh, get vegan chocolate, and I'm like, where the heck am I going to go find vegan melting chocolate?
0: It's dark chocolate, basically. It's like 100% dark chocolate with no added anything to it. That's vegan chocolate.
1: Yeah, I don't think I got vegan chocolate, so it wasn't necessarily vegan, but um, it did taste pretty good, I must say, because it was peanut butter with nothing in it, except for uh salt and a little bit of oil um coconut flour and maple syrup mix that together freeze that and then melt the chocolate with peanut butter and coconut oil to let it to make a ganache and it came out pretty good i must say yeah so i mean not uh the uh go vegan january that's definitely not happening um oh
0: dry january a lot of people quit already
1: Yes, but have you seen vegan January? I think... Uh, um, no, Hewitt,
0: I ate too much meat for that.
1: Uh, I think Sam Heughan of Jamie Fraser <laughs> fame uh, was going to be doing vegan January. And I was like, good for you. I've already failed at that. I've already had too much meat. I've tried meatless Mondays, but then I was like, forget it. <laughs> um, uh, I'll save that for when I have to fulfill my religious obligations. Uh, you know, because uh, I'm Catholic, so when Lent comes up, you can't have meat on Fridays. I'll save it for then. <laughs> I'll save my, my and I'm going, I told God, and, and I'll put it on the pod, I'm going to attempt to make pierogies from. scratch. Oh, yes, yes, you told me about that. I'm also, I was, I don't know why my voice was coming, not coming
0: towards you, but I was saying, um, uh, I've been, Doing meatless days for days, for really? days. Yeah. Well, because I can't eat meat outside of my house. There's hmm. that. So I'm always vegetarian. Right. Which so. is why I'm fat. Because I eat all the carbs in the and world.
1: You are not fat.
0: There is no fat shaming allowed on this podcast. Well, I am not fat. I take that back. I am curvuous. yes. Yes. You're curvious. Actually, I'm normal size. I, I'm. I i do not know why I said that. That was very uncalled for. Thank you for <laughs> reprimanding me, Colleen. No, no
1: uh, just saying there is no there is no shame. We everybody comes in all shapes. I tired.
0: wasn't shaming myself. I was more like you know I eat a lot of carbs, which is not healthy, by the way. Just so we all know, eating carbs is not the greatest. We need to have a balanced diet, everyone. Yeah.
1: Well, like everything. Anything, like yeah. too much of anything is bad. So like, even if you have too much spinach, yes, you can, that can cause problems too. So, you know, just, you got to find the right balance of things. Like, although there, I mean, John and I have definitely fallen off our little diet because the holidays came and there was craziness personally that were just like, okay, there was just like a lot of things going on. Um, Not us, but helping people move and moving boxes. So it was just, we were up for 24 hours at one point. So I don't think we cared what calories were consumed. It was just the fact that we needed to consume them to keep up the energy. Yeah. So also I feel this is just uh, a PSA. If you don't think dogs get stressed out at things, they do. So just make sure they get extra love and affection Um, because dogs, like people, can get stressed out at certain events. They pick up on things a lot better than you think they would. (laughs) So just, you know, give them extra love. Cats, too. I feel a lot of animals.
0: Animals animals. in general, I believe, they get um, the same emotions. They are sad. They are happy. They are stressed. You know, they're anxious. They're comfortable. They're, you know, they go through the emotions. I know Jasmine had all these Kinds of emotions uh, when she was um, with us. So yeah, absolutely.
1: For listeners who don't know, Jasmine uh, is has passed, but was Gada's lovely cat.
0: She was my love of the love of my life, Jasmine.
1: (laughs) Got okay. So uh, a little uh, personal info. So I am the dog. I I will be the crazy dog lady. I don't own any dogs, but uh, I will be the crazy dog lady, and Gada is the crazy cat lady. Um, Absolutely. Even though I don't have cats anymore, but yes. But I'm just saying. As far as I mean, you gravitate. To, we gravitate towards both animals. But of the of the two, you know. Yeah. The dog lady, you're the cat lady. Any 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 knowledge of any questions about cats? I go to Gara I ask her these questions. <laughs> and I ask her all the questions about dog, especially when can I come and play with Holly with Hallie Who's Holly with Hallie? Oh God. <laughs> um, you you are more than welcome to anytime. Uh, especially if you're going to teach us how to bake pie. That's what I wanted to go to Michael's for. I wanted to get the pie beads. You know, the, the, the pie
0: beads? Yeah.
1: I wanted they, Yeah, I have those. I don't use them a lot, but I have those, yes. Um, I did bake a. I did. Ba- well, I used a crust that you had to bake. It was like one of the frozen ones, but you had to bake it yourself. Yeah. And so they're like, oh yeah, if you want to put the beads down or put another pan in it so it doesn't puff up. And I was just like, I don't have anything. And you was, could uh, have
0: used, you know what you could have used, uh, dry, um, uh, what do you call it, dry chickpeas if you have them, or lentils if you have them, or like any kind of bean, dry
1: bean, I you ha- could have I, used I, that. Yeah, I used, be- I put aluminum foil and then I put be- uh, beans, that, dry beans that I had.
0: Yeah, um, absolutely. That's what I used to do before I got those
1: beans, the baking beans. Yeah, I was just like, but, I, but you know what, it was so funny because I was running errands before we started recording and I was just like, And I'm passing Michael's, and I was like, I know I wanted to go in there for something, but I don't remember what.
0: (laughs) I love that, Colleen. Just so you guys know, also, Colleen is an early bird who wakes up in the morning and does her chores and stuff while I am asleep all day
1: (laughs) because I don't want to. Okay, so two two times grocery shopping proved to me why I like grocery shopping at 5 o'clock in the morning yes, I have the luxury to shop at five o'clock in the morning and I take full advantage of it. I don't, I don't know if it's just because of where I live or...
0: It is because of you know, where we live, but okay. It is.
1: Okay. So I will take full advantage of this privilege because I... Okay, so pandemic, like... Because they said, oh, if pandemic has greatly affected your life as far as, like, having to stay inside, then that means, you know, you were very much a social bird. I realized I am not, like, talking like this, this I'm comfortable with, having to go outside, not so much. (laughs) Like, I, you know, I, I, I pick my small, you know, small, and I'm like, okay, I don't like grocery shop, like, especially the people that stop in the middle of the aisle. Yeah. Oh, my God,
0: they're annoying. I'm like, okay. I am one
1: of those guys, and then I catch myself. I'm like, nope. I'm like, Okay. They're walking slow, and I'm like, okay, I I have to learn to be patient with people. I can't – like, not everyone's going to be at the same pace I am. That's fine. But then they stop in the middle of the aisle and just stare. And I'm like, oh, God. I just – and especially when you're in a store, you're like, I want to just get in and out because, like, being around too many people, I'm, like, I'm exposing myself. I'm like, too much exposure. Too much exposure. I need to, like – I just want to get my things and get in and out. That's why I get up at five o'clock in the morning to go grocery shopping. So it was two different times. Once at Trader Joe's and then, uh, today at stop and shop. Um, I will go where ever it is closest to grocery. but it's mostly shop, right? That's 24 hours. So there non-spawns to the podcast, but they have fueled this podcast on many, <laughs> many occasions. <laughs> I can assure you, uh, also good places to get coffee. Absolutely, yeah. Target yeah, has it's also it's fueled, it's fueled this podcast. Target is my boyfriend. Sorry, husband. Um, but yes, I feel like I've rambled, Gotta Anything new with you? Oh, any new releases? Since January, new month, there should be new releases. Um, n- no, no yes. I, haven't, I have not been
0: paying attention to anything. You know what I'm excited about? It's not a romance book. But I'm going to give it a shout out. It's by Marie Benedict. And I've, I know a lot of people are talking about it. I am also a very a huge fan of Agatha Christie. Oh, um, that book. Yes. Yeah, it's called the, the The Secret. Oh, God, how did I forget that? I just was reading the book. Um, it's called The Mystery of Mrs. Christie by Marie Benedict. And it's about the 11, I think 11 days or 14 days that she went missing and no one knew what was going on. So this is like a fictional tale of those 14 days. Oh, that's I am cool. obsessed with that mystery. I really want to know what, what, what she was doing, where she was, what was the story. No one knows because she never spoke about it. She never acknowledged that. Um, I saw a movie on PBS one time that they did about it. It was fantastic. Um, but I'm absolutely obsessed. I cannot wait to read this book. It's not a romance, but it's it's mystery. So it's
1: great. Well, uh, Doctor Who actually did a really good episode went uh, to cover, the, to explain the 11 days that Agatha Christie disappeared. Um, that was a good episode. It is when... It's David Tennant and Donna is a the companion. There's another book that's a non romance book that I know everyone is talking about. Uh, the one who wrote h- the The Hate You Give. She came oh yes, a, it's called the um, Concrete uh, Rose. Angie Thomas Concrete Rose. Yes, uh, I know a lot of people are talking about that one. Um, I was like, again, not romance, but it sounds really good. And if people liked the uh, The Hate You Give, then I feel definitely support that author because um, that one looked really really interesting and of course you know you see uh now because we talk about books and the way you know like all these uh social media uh things work once they hear us talk about it our feed will now be uh filled filled to the brim with all of these uh with all of these books as well it should be but there was another book that was supposed to be coming out this month and i wrote it down and i don't have it right now why would that be helpful but uh i did buy uh uh i did buy some books with my gift card but we'll be discussing those soon uh, on the podcast but we'll save that for another day but we should get into discussing t- this afternoon's book uh husband uh he Hi. oh that's right he doesn't know that we're in the contemporary oh, oh you didn't tell him no i did not let oh. me
2: no vampires no trees
1: oh sidebar speaking of the fact that the bridgerton discussion is still going strong i must say
2: did you <laughs> mention the fact that there's a twitter account dedicated to the tree
1: i was just gonna bring that up there oh. yes. and there's one
2: for the spoon as well
1: yes oh, no. the, sp- the inanimate objects of bridgerton have their own twitter account which i find amazing and i did enjoy the sidebar of the actor who played anthony he's like yes i had to warn his he had to warn his 90 year old grand that he's like oh you're going to see my bum before you see my face grand yeah. <laughs> so i was just like yep it's, the tr- the tree is now infamous even more so and they uh, they had uh Rege and phoebe yeah phoebe uh, Yes, Phoebe, on uh, Drew Barrymore. And of course, they were all giddy over it. And I was just like, yep, the Bridgerton train is still going very strong. But gotta can attest that she was on the Bridgerton train before anybody else. I was on the Bridgerton train before anyone else. Absolutely. John's not getting on the Bridgerton. He's not continuing his ride on the Bridgerton train. You know what?
2: Per, Per our last conversation, I just went ahead and binged Transformers last night.
1: Okay. Well, I have no That's problem with
2: Netflix. that. That's my Netflix binge.
1: I love Transformers, so yes, of yes. course, it did oh, look pretty good. Yeah. Well, we also started Wandavision. <gasps> I haven't. I haven't. I'm waiting. Mm. Okay, there's only two episodes out, so you can. Yeah.
0: I'm. Um, I'm just gonna wait a bit and get like maybe three or four episodes because I know I'm. I know I'm gonna be like, why this is over? Um, you know what I watched though on PBS, a new show started. The veterinary uh, one? Yes. Uh uh I loved the first episode and I cannot recommend that uh enough. It's um uh it's based on a book. Uh it's uh, oh my god. Small Oh my goodness. What is it called? I have it on my DVR. Uh oh my god. Oh my god. I can't believe I forgot. Uh it's about small and, hold on, great. All
2: Creatures Great and Small.
0: Thank all you, creatures. John. Yes, All Creatures Great and Small. It's, um, a gr- like, it is, I love the first episode. Cannot wait for the rest of the whole show. It's based on a book, which oh. makes it even more beautiful. But it's also based on real life. It's a real person um, who is a British vet.
1: Oh, you know what else we watched? And I feel should get props to and I feel gotta this is right up your alley considering mm-hmm. your love of cats call me cat which one call me cat with my Bialik which I did not know which uh husband and I do want to watch now is so there was a show on the BBC called Miranda and Jim Parsons of Big Bang Theory got the rights his production company got the rights to Miranda and they're now doing the American Version. I love
0: the British version of Miranda. I don't know how they can make it English because Miranda, the actress, plays that role. I don't yes. know. We'll
1: see. She, uh, if no one's familiar with her, get familiar with her. But if you've ever seen Spy, she was Melissa McCarthy's uh, best friend. And she was also on uh, Call the Midwife. Um, so she's a fabulous actress. Get to know her. Uh, <laughs> there, there's our. Wow, we've we've covered quite the gambit. But tonight, this afternoon's book, is The Player and the Pixie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the fa- I wish the audience could see the face my husband just made when I told him the title. <laughs> it's the look of, what the heck kind of title is this? Like, of all the titles we've thrown at him, this one seems to give him the most shock.
2: I don't know about that one. Um... Player in the Pixie.
1: Wait till we get to that other one, that that ice one.
2: Upstage by I know. ice.
1: No, no. That, it's
0: gonna be great. I can't don't tell I'm not gonna say it.
2: No, I'm thinking I'm I'm hearing Player in the Pixie in my head and all, all I'm thinking of is a movie with uh Peter Pan's a pimp, uh and his hoe is uh Tinkerbell.
0: Oh my god. <laughs> you know there's a book? Yes, I just <laughs> just wow, and
1: I are on very like <laughs>
0: okay there is a book that a friend of ours introduced us to i did not read it because no thank you um it's where captain hook and tinkerbell are a thing but also kimberly a friend kim tweeted at me no not tweeted at me messaged me and i'm going to share the message with you uh Colleen. Okay. An, a new take on tinkerbell and hook and it's also Interesting. So I'm gonna share the books with you. Oh,
2: and I am sorry if Ho was not PC. Just the first thing that came to mind. You know, I didn't want to. You know, I guess Lady of the Night would have been better. (laughs) Lady of the
1: Night. Yes. Yes. Uh, No. It actually has nothing to do with Peter Pan whatsoever. Um, It has to do with rugby. Uh, So again, the the faces. I wish. This, you know, I could. I wish this. we recorded that You could. Yeah. You
2: could do live shows at some point. Yes. You know online. what? We
1: will. We will. Stream, when, when live switch. When live shows are, or when live shows are a thing once again.
2: No, I mean digital
0: live shows.
1: Oh, yeah, we, we could.
0: We could totally do that. Actually, once I redo my room, though, not now.
1: Yes, and once I have yeah. makeup on, um, <laughs> and do my wear, hair, and actually wear clothes. <laughs> you
2: know, like got
0: yeah. No, no, like, like yeah. outside, outside, you know, like not, not like, like fancy
2: clothes, not yeah, like not pajamas. like pajamas.
0: That's what gotcha. I meant, like clothes. She clothes.
2: is wearing clothes, ladies and gentlemen. I am. I actually. I wear can't confirm Christmas... this, but I would believe she would wear them. I'm
0: wearing a Christmas sweater. <laughs> that's actually, nice. nothing, nothing
2: wrong with that. We got our Christmas. It's
0: very warm
2: and it's very nice. Okay, there you go. That's important. Anyway,
1: thank you. Until
2: next time. Good night. Good, good night. Bye, John. bye, yeah. uh,
1: bye, bye. So uh, the two books that you know for this week and next week were my picks. So I got really nervous picking them because I was like, "Uh oh, Goda did not like the Molly Harper that much." So I was like, "Oh no, what is she gonna think?" And then as I'm listening to, because I I did audiobooks for both this week and next week, and I was just like, "Uh oh, what is what is Goda gonna think?" But then knowing that you had, like, the Penny Reed, which she is the co-author of tonight's book, The Player and the Pixie, uh, with L.H. Causeway. This is the second book, because we got a theme going here, the second book in the uh, rugby series that they do. I I read them all chronologically, but this one was my favorite, so I was like, we're doing this one. And I was just like, I hope God will like it independently without having read the first one, so... Gotta what were your, your initial reactions?
0: So I read Penny Reed, as you know, before. I read some of her books, uh, the Knitting Series, which was one of my favorite series. I read it, loved it. It was great. Um, I didn't know what to expect with this book, but I actually really, 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 really loved it. Yeah. Really?
1: I am so glad. and
0: uh, I I didn't want to even update my Goodreads, so you don't know this. Like, I didn't want to update anything. I left everything waiting. Really, really loved it. Like, I, and I was actually, I discussed it with Kim because I couldn't stop myself. I I told her how why I liked it. I really liked it a lot. Her favorite is the first one, I think, from what she told me. But I absolutely love this. I have not read the first one. But I loved it. I
1: loved a lot of things about it. But I enjoyed it so, so much. Um, we are going to give a little bit of spoiler. So I uh, went, got to finish this. And she texts me. And she goes, oh, my God, it was great. Um, and I'm like, yes, really glad that you loved it. Um, so the first one, I actually, it's been a while since I've reread the first one. So I should go back and reread it. Um, this, uh, and then the third one. It has a trope in it, which... A trope that I hate. It's very... It's not done very well, usually. That one is... That one is the exception to the rule of where that trope is done well. But I won't spoil the third one's trope. But tonight... Um, so, the the premise of the story is... Um, characters that we met in the first one, but you didn't have to know. But uh, Sean Cassidy plays for a rugby team. And he is... Um, uh, not Draco Malfoy kind of quality, but like he—he's perceived as like he's like that rich kid who um, has a bug up his ass, and uh, the whole team kind of like he's a good player, but they really don't like him. Um, and who, and then he ends up having a a rel- having an interaction with one of the players that he really can't stand uh his baby sister uh who has rainbow hair and she is she's the pixie of the whole thing but uh so people sleep with uh Sean sleeps with women but it's never a pleasant interaction when he sleeps with women mm-hmm. um and we find out when he goes to try to sleep with the sister is he's really bad at sex, which was a shock to read that a hero of a romance novel is crap in the sack. Like, cause to me, I had never encountered that before. Like, cause usually they're always like phenomenal, um, mind blowing, and like they're like you know like out of this world. So to read that, I was just like, "Oh my god!" Like this is this this is the most realistic thing I've ever read in my life. At that point, um, <laughs> I was just taken aback, and I was like, "Okay, I need to like sold." Reading the rest of this story now. Uh, got a word. and we find this <laughs> out very fairly. Quickly into the book. It's, it goes by very fast, the book, I have to say.
0: Yeah, the book went very fast. I read like five books when, after I finished, so it was, it was, it didn't, <laughs> like, it wasn't that, but I actually, it was, it was super interesting and it was so nice to see that and read that because it, it's, um, it is real. I mean, it is a, a thing not everyone is born like, you know, perfect in every way. And most of the things that we read that are always super rich, super um handsome and super fancy and super smart and super like everything and they're abnormal and they're not like very real in anything. Like it's just it's makes them be like this perfect human that I'll never meet. And that made him more human to me and everything else, because there are other things of course, uh, made him more human to me, which I really, really enjoyed. Um, I really loved, um, the dynamics between, um, Lucy, mm-hmm. um, and, uh, Cassidy, and it was just, uh, Sean Cassidy, I, you know, Cassidy, um, but it was really, really fun. I also loved the little tweets in the beginning that was very cute and it just humorous, um, which added a lot to the story. Um, Yes, and it goes throughout.
1: Yeah, uh, that's consistent throughout the whole series. series. Um, So each chapter beginning with the tweets, which I I thought was very interesting, especially reading it now, considering what Twitter being all on the news. Um, But... And and so Lucy also has a problem. Um, She is a compulsive... Uh, shoplifter um, and she's been caught a couple of times but it it's a reaction as to when she's gotten, usually with her uh, after dealing with her mother who always kind of like puts her down or um, like, like I said she has this rainbow hair like oh she doesn't have a real job like her brother um, who's the player that uh, Sean hates the most and he, who he calls Mother Fitzpatrick Um, uh, he, like any, like he, he's like the breadwinner of the family. So he keeps his mom like in the fancy clothes. They didn't have a great upbringing. Um, not that they didn't have a great upbringing, but they, uh, the father was well known, but they didn't, he didn't acknowledge the children. So they kind of grew up like the mom living paycheck to paycheck kind of thing, putting them through you know, just, you know, having a tough time raising them. Now she's living a comfortable lifestyle, but picking on the daughter of like, oh, when are you going to settle down? Or when are you going to do all this? So therefore uh, Lucy's reaction is to go shoplift. And she does feel guilty about it. And she knows it's a compulsion and she knows it's wrong, but, um, she, like, she can't, it's, it, it's, a it's a whole mix of anxiety. And that's another thing I think I, I not that I think, I know I had appreciated is, um, I feel like what Lucy's struggle with, a lot of people can I a lot of women or even men can identify the feelings that bring on her compulsion. The 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 interaction, you know, like the having having to need something to comfort her after having you know, like, you know, having the nagging mother in this instance. Or, you know, some a negative factor and then, like, the reaction to it. I feel like that a lot of people could find Lucy very relatable. And uh, me having read the first one, Sean was, like, this asshole. I was just like, wait, he's getting a book? Why is he getting a book? And then having this flip side, seeing him getting the book, and I was just like, oh, my God, he's my favorite.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean... And- Listen I, I, again. There are like we usually get introduced to the antihero in w- one book, and then we meet the other side of that person. So it's like, yeah, he seems like an awful person to you, right? But to, in reality, this is what he is outside of your sphere, right? So that's what it is. We meet Sean outside of Ronan's sphere spear Mm -hmm. and it just made him more of um, a different person he did not have an easy childhood Um, he he doesn't really have friends he has only one person in his life that he trusts Um, and you know he he's skeptical skeptic skeptical skeptical of people and that's because of his the way he grew up, so it just makes sense the way he uh, progressed, and he has this animosity towards Ronan because he think Ronan um, had the perfect childhood, the f- perfect family. Because also Ronan, um, who was the hero of book one, the Hooker and the Hermit, the Hermit and the Hooker, ho- the Hooker and the Hermit, the Hermit and the Hooker.
1: I don't know which one goes first, but um, okay. sidebar comes- When I first saw that title, like because when I. Started this whole series as like hooker, and then I'm like looking at the title. I was like, okay, it's a rugby in- term. It, it's a rugby term. Yes, it's a rugby term. It just, I was just like, huh, hooker, and I was like, oh, it's a rugby thing.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I learned that before. Like I knew that before, and I'm like, how do I know this?
1: <laughs> I don't know, but I knew this. I um, know nothing of rugby. I just know it. It's violent. That's all I know about it. Like I know it's like, like hockey. Like, yeah, you can get seriously injured playing rugby like you can yeah. get yourself good good and fucked up mm-hmm. pardon the language not that I haven't used that before but <laughs> no it's fine but he comes from
0: the very very famous and known and rich Fitzgerald uh, family Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick oh my god I'm sorry Is the Fitzgerald in you offended by this? I'm so sorry. Yeah. The Fitzpatrick family. So he, uh, Sean, thinks that um, Ronan grew up in there. He doesn't know that his father left them when they were young. That, um, well, that they, um, you know, had these issues uh, growing up and things like that. And psychological, like mental health-wise, the effect of that on Lucy and her relationship with her mother, um came out to be that she compensated that by when she's anxious and you know and emotionally stressed she shoplifts and she shoplifts the most mundane of things things that anyone can afford like gum or like right. you know like cookies. things cookies like it, it's not a, it's not a thing you know it's a compulsive um, thing to do it's not a it's not like she's shoplifting to sell it or like for whatever right to use or it.
1: Yeah, or, like, she like the first thing that we see her shoplifting is a a thing of nail polish that's, like, bright yellow. And she ends up throwing it in a donation bin afterwards. Yeah, so so it's,
0: yeah.
1: Yeah, so, and the other, so what we find out about Sean, when he sleeps with this girl who's, like, he's, like, uh, waking up when she's taking selfies as he's sleeping to post on her, like, you know, like, Instagram or on her social media to say, like, oh, look who I betted. And he's yeah. like, whatever, I don't care. Like, he knows kind. Of, he knows what the, the thing is. But he also has a compulsion where he steals things from the women he slept with. Yes. <laughs> it's his way. So it's his own version of, like, uh, oh, there's a new product. I must try it. So clearly I'm going to steal it now. <laughs> so I was just like, it's such an odd uh, thing to have in common. Uh, when they finally get oh, cause he catches her stealing. Yeah. From the, but he doesn't like call he calls her out he like, call her out on it or he doesn't like say I'm gonna call the cops or try to get something out of her at out of, he he just wants to know why she does it and um he like he starts to try to genuinely be nice to her and because of her loyalty to her brother she's just like a bit like standoffish with it, but she ends up realizing like, oh, he's not as terrible as I thought. Um you know what moment really had me sold with him? Yeah. The part with the dog with the, the newfie when he's helping her volunteer in the animal shelter.
0: Oh yes. Oh that's so cute. Yeah. <laughs>
1: um and I was just like I mean I was sold anyway on him, but that part like when I re-listened to it, I was just like, "Ah, oh, he's adorable."
0: <laughs> <laughs> I just okay. So there is the the that start of their relation. They it starts as a, a a dare. Basically, he catches her stealing, and he's like, "Well, you, you the way I will keep silent is if you have um, dinner with me." And then they feel very comfortable talking to each other about things. His plan was to use that against Ronan, but it just he realized that there is so much more to this person than being the sister of Mother Fitzpatrick. So he, like, there is this, um, you know, this little attraction
1: thing. Um, Right, like, well, yeah. Yeah, well, he definitely has the plan in his head. He's like, oh, I'm going to bed her and then, like, hold it over Ronan's head. But then he so she goes to this yoga retreat and he follows her there and, um, not in a creepy way, but he does. Oh, and then there's a point where he does try to say something that he tries to flirt with her and she's like, Oh, she's repulsed by it. Like everything he tries to do, she's just like, okay, no, you go, you go too far. Like you take it 10 steps ahead too far. Like you gotta slow it down. (laughs) um, and then that eventually leads to them sleeping together and it not going well. But instead of him, he goes, I know I'm not good at it. Like I, and he's like, I've read the books. I've done, you know, I've done all the things. And he's like, but would you teach me how to be better at it? And and it's inter- it gets interesting from there. It do- right? it, yes, she becomes his teacher to teach him how to seduce a lady without it being creepy. Which I, um, I know we've said it before on the podcast where it's like, oh, if, you know, like the flip side to anything, like it could easily be very creepy. But like in a romance novel, it's okay for certain things to happen. I think here kind of plays at that line of like, okay, I'm into you, but you can also still go too far. Yeah. Just with like what, what with what he's saying. He, she's like, okay, tone it down, and then he does get very good at it. <laughs> he
0: he 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 does get good. Uh, he gets very good, um, but um, she really, um, she really is the one that. Um, what do you call it? Like she really guides him through it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like she makes him comfortable enough to. Take it easy and take it slow, and like take a breather, and like you know follow what he he he's not rushing he's not hurried he's not it's not it's not a competition he's not trying to impress anyone it's just you know it's it gets better because they become this you know two people who trust each other um yes. without realizing that the, that's what they're doing because they really don't realize that till later on um but I also love the emotional um connection that they had because they both realize this can't go far because of the animosity between Ronan and Sean but at the same time there is this connection that they both don't want to lose so it's a very conflicting like that's the conflict in the story um, which I found was very well written and very well um, displayed in in the emotions and the feelings and the like um, the monologues um, that they had Um, within themselves it was uh, it was really well uh, written
1: yes and I well like so there's the point so um, like she was going to stay at like the hotel like a little bit longer and then she wants to go and he's like okay just turn off the light like he's very he's like he's hurt he doesn't realize that he's hurt by it but then eventually he's like oh no like Ronan is the thing and then um, he realizes that he's falling for her but she's not, or she's not admitting that she's, you know, ready. Like she's on the same page as he is. So he's like, I have to leave. Um, Because um, it takes place in like three different parts. Like it starts off in uh, Dublin. Then it comes back to New York. I forgot where they were for the yoga retreat, but. Uh, It's Providence. No, hold on. I'll find out. It's in Maine though, isn't it? Is it? Uh, let me check. Hold on. Um, so there, so, uh, the crux of the lessons occur in New York City. And, um, so when she's, when he's like, I'm falling for her and she's not on the same page. So he's like, I have to go. But, um... He makes sure, like she, the hotel room that they were like that he was staying in, that she has access to it completely. um, And he makes sure none of her food uh, touched strawberries because uh, she reveals earlier that she's allergic to strawberries. So he 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 takes uh, very good care of her, despite knowing that like things can't go further. Um, And I think that's the other thing um, and I know you see it um, you also see it in the next book too but he he does the people that he cares about he takes very good care of Um, he likes spoiling them very much uh, because for him that's how he shows affection as well is monetarily spoiling them you know shopping spree um, and such Gotta? Did we lose you? Gotta? Uh, no, I'm right here. Sorry. Yes.
0: No, no, no. (laughs) I'm right here. It just I couldn't press the button. Um, he does love to spoil his, which is why I'm saying he's very close to only one person, um, Mm -hmm. Eilish, his um cousin, who he loves to spoil uh but he also feels the need to shop for her which you know again he does this for those who he uh you know cares for um it's in new hampshire so she new goes to this, yeah so she tells him about this retreat of yoga and um like a, a like a, a wellness retreat that she's going to go to in new hampshire um and then um after a confrontation with ronin on an airplane he's like you know what that's where i'm going i'm going after um lucy to annoy mother of Fitzpatrick, but he realizes after all of it that he actually is very interested in Lucy as a person. Um and that starts the everything else. And just, you know, just beautiful to see the progress of that relationship and um, you know, the
1: way things evolve. Yeah. Between them. It just um is it's just great. And then Obviously, because she has feelings for Sean, her, when she goes, her compulsion to steal results as him leaving the city. So it's like, oh, it escalated, you know, further. And so she's like, oh, wait, I, and, you know, she's like, oh, when bad things happen in my life, this is what I do. And it ends up happening in a very public way on the weekend of her brother's wedding. And Sean comes in to defend her.
0: And... Um, the guy's like, no, I'm going to call the cops. And he's like, do you know who she is? I did it as a joke. Like, he tried to take the blame for that, which is, again, at this point, though, there's some issues between them. They haven't seen each other in... Um,
1: right, in a while.
0: Uh, in a while. They haven't spoken. Um, no, they have. They've been texting back and forth, but they haven't spoken face-to-face or on the phone um, in in the same period. So, um, you know, they're very... He's very eager to... Um, talk to her and, and and just be in her company um and then ronan comes in and realizes that actually there's something going on here because he realizes that sean was defending his sister um and you know the two big guys resolve the issue and everything's fine but then she, sean gives ronan like a good tongue lesson because ronan even though being a good brother he you know he really does some things for lucy he sends her to um the us she gets a job with his um fiance's um you know company and all of that stuff but he doesn't realize like the emotional stress oh. that she uh, the emotional toll of their childhood and everything and the emotional stress um that she deals with and he doesn't see a solution to it or, it, or he doesn't seek a solution to it i should say right Um, And he's like, you need to be supportive of your sister, not in money or anything, but she needs help, and you need to, um, you know, make sure that she gets the help she needs. And Ronan, in that moment, realizes that they both have feelings for each other, which is, you know, to him, is like, what is happening here? Um, It's a very comedic relief uh, moment.
1: Yes, and of course, so now of course, the couple, they end up together, but uh, Sean and Ronan do not, like, They still insult each other because they can't be, they're like, okay, we're, we're going to be in-laws of a sort. So it's like, we, we just, we have to tolerate each other.
0: Yeah. They don't, they don't, they don't need to, they're like, they don't need to, um, we don't need to love each other. We can tolerate
1: each other for Lucy. That's all right. Yes. And that's what happens. Um, Also, this book is very not safe for work, I feel like.
0: Oh, it is so not safe for work. Can I tell you why, though? Because I was reading it at work, and I was like, oh, my God, what am I reading? If someone comes over my head right now, I'm like, no, 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 no. Thank you so much. No. And I had to stop it. It was was interesting, Colleen. It was interesting.
1: Well, I read it at work, too, um, back when I had initially read it. But I was just like, okay, so for every so the knitting in the city series, as we said that that is a clean romance um you can safely read that, and it's not this penny read is not
0: <laughs>
1: at all um but- uh, again, i think uh it's very uh like we said, it's if having a male hero who is bad at sex to me was like, I can't emphasize enough how amazing it is. I have yet to come across another book that deals with the same um, topic. And um, I think all, I think what makes him even better is like, he's like, he could just be an asshole and just be like, Oh no, I don't know what you're talking about. And just, you know, gone the other way. And he's like, no, I want to learn. I want to be better. Um, And He's like, I want to be taught. And of course, falls in the- falls for his teacher, um, which is totally fine. Um, I-, I really,
0: I, I think one of the things um, that I um, really enjoyed, and I think what really got me into this book, because what I did, I went and read the third book, and I didn't feel the same emotions okay. as I did with this book, is the great portrayal of anguish Mm. and um how when you miss someone so much Mm. and even though they're right there in front of you you can't really you know you're still missing them and um you can't wait to to be around that person and be in their sphere and be in their environment and it just was so beautifully described and written and i felt it through the pages uh, which I gave credit to the authors for that. Absolutely. Um, but I also think it's the, re- the. The way they built the relationship. Between Sean and Lucy. is just mm. made it so much more. Um, they're both flawed people. Yes. And they had a flawed relationship. And they had a flawed Uh, dates and flawed uh, you know flawed everything nothing was perfect and that made it perfect and it was just so good and I cannot recommend this book at all and thank you Colleen (laughs) so much so so much uh, for making me read this book because um, I don't think I would have read it if it wasn't for you
1: uh, yay I'm so glad like I said I was nervous but I think um I've only read the first uh one through three I I have the fourth but I haven't read it um and I I still I agree with you this one is my favorite of the four I I mean well I should say of the three because I didn't read the fourth one um and I agree with you I think it's just because of the um i I think also the other trope you know what maybe that i feel that um Sean falls into is um he's the rich asshole uh-huh. which we've seen we've seen it a lot um and you're gonna keep it's a running theme like that of all um tropes is a like i i feel i wanna say like eighty seven percent of romance novels have rich- like that's Maybe I'm, all right, maybe 80%. What do you think? Got it like eight? Yeah, I want, no, actually, you're right. It's, it's that many people. Yeah. Yeah. It's about, yeah, it's a good, it's a good, it's a very high percentage of the rich asshole. Um, But I, there's also, well, like, which one was it that, uh, was it the Sophie Jordan one? Max, where he was, Mm -hmm. he was still a rich asshole. He was still an asshole through, took, you know, he was an asshole for a good majority. Whereas here, I feel it's like okay, you understand why, um, like, like if we're going uh, back to our scale with the Christian Gray, he he's an ass, he is an asshole, but there's a reason for it. He w- he was raised, you find out, he was raised to kind of depend on himself, mm-hmm. and that wealth is obviously status, and that's really all that's important like very much surface level of it, like nothing deep. Like he, he was raised to be shallow and that's kind of uh, what he was raised in. That's what he became. So like when I uh, said the scene with the dog where it's like because he had this dog growing up and he's like, that's the only thing that he really had affection for. And so it's just like, okay, but y- you know, you're able to love these things and so I was like, "Oh, okay. So he's an ass." And I was like, "All right, so he's not so much of an asshole." Cuz and especially when he sees Lucy shoplifting for the, in that, you know, in their first little uh, alone interaction like outside of like a, you know, um a rugby thing, he could have been a bigger asshole and like called the cops on her or, you know, demanded something else. Yeah. But obviously, going a different way, and like you're like, oh no, he actually does give a crap, and he does give a crap what people think about him, and like again, he's flawed, but he's also willing to learn, and fix things. Yeah, absolutely. Especially if it makes Lucy happy, like that's it's a purpose, and um, and Lucy, I feel I, she's not. She's not Lizzie Bennett, but she's definitely, I would say in like yeah, in the middle. What would you say? Gotta.
0: Um uh, she's not a Lucy Bennett true. Lizzie. I mean true. I mean, who's, I'm not Lucy's not a Lizzie Bennett. Lucy yeah. is not yeah. a Lizzie Bennett. Um she's um she Yeah, no, she's not... I don't see her as that. I Yeah, in the middle, you're right. She's like in between, because she's still... T- like, maybe by the end of it... No.
1: No, I no. think... Yeah, she, no, you're right. I think she... But I think she's a relatable work in progress. I think yeah. out of a lot of the heroines that we've um, discussed, she's a work in progress, but I feel uh with a lot... Especially... um with today's culture and emphasis on mental health, I think she's a, a, a very re, uh, the, one of the more relatable um, heroines that we've done. Yeah. Um, which is why I really liked her. Um, and she do, at the end she does uh, she says, "Oh, things haven't you know." Uh, she admits that she's g- going to therapy um, and that things are not perfect, but they're in a better place. Than, yeah where we started the novel and I think for the I still think it it is a wonderful escape escapist book but I'm just saying like with those little healthy snippets in there yeah absolutely I agree with you I would definitely buy this book oh I definitely
0: yes definitely you will not regret the buy
1: no you will not regret the buying um you can start with this one if you want, or you can go start with the hooker and the... Right? It's the hooker and the hermit. Yeah. Hello, four-legged friend. There's a four-legged friend coming to say hi. Hallie. Hi, Hallie. Yes, she's coming to say hello. Um, but yes, I would definitely, if you want... Uh, if anyone's read the fourth one, anyone would like to at me and let me know the, <laughs> what their thoughts were of the fourth one. I think... What was that? The co No.
0: No, the COVID and the—I uh, mean the, the what's his name? Oh God, the, the thing in the COVID is number three. Yes. Number four is the um the the uh oh my God, it's about William Moore. Yes. Uh, it's-, it's William Moore. Yeah, he's one of the, the, uh, rugby players. He's the American of the lot. Yes. yes. Um, which I mean I'm interested to know, but at the same time. I don't know. Uh, I, yeah. I, you know what it is? I, uh, reading book three made me not like um, the heroine of it.
1: Of book four? Yeah. That's, so That's fair. But then again, we've also... Uh, didn't like Sean, so there is that as well. Yes. There's, there are many times and many different series where we're like, wait, why is this person getting a book? And yeah. then we go and read that and we're like, oh, that's why they got it. Um, as, uh, I when I had the great fortune to interview one of the authors, she said, there's always two sides to every story. So even my stories. So, um, I was just like, yeah, you gotta, but then again, there are some characters that just like, nope, there's no redemption even when they get their own story. Yeah. But that's for a different podcast. But next week we are continuing with my pick and Oh boy, do we have a story to tell about that one. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> but next week is The King of Wall Street, as opposed to The Prince of Broadway, um, <laughs> which is, uh, was written by Miss uh, Louise Bay. And um, the, it was fa- I discovered that on the same strain that I discovered this book. So it's fitting that we're reading these two books back to back. But. Until then, good afternoon, Gada. Good afternoon, Colleen. <laughs> if you would like to follow us, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at The Romance Bar. You could also email us at
0: romancebaracpnet.net. At